is a film, works in film and TV development, is a very good friend of mine since high school, and uh, we used to be in a band together. Aren't we R. still R. in the band? Well, we haven't tried to make music in so long. I still e- get Facebook notifications, I though. That means we're still a band, right? <laughs> I don't know if I said your name yet. Emily Fair. Yes, that is my name. Yes. Hello, hello. Cool. Uh, welcome. Thank you for coming on the no podcast. Problem. This is my second ever podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fun, fun. Yes. Um, one that I've recorded, I mean. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I listen to a lot. Okay. I was going to say, oh, do you only listen to podcasts? <laughs> yeah, I've listened to one, and then I'm going to do I one. I only listen to ones that I record on, so. Cool, cool. All right. Well, um, before we get into the playlist mm-hmm. uh, that we made, uh, let's talk about what's your general music taste? Um, It ranges a lot, but I generally like... Uh, pop, indie pop, um, kind of singer-songwriter things in the vein of, like, Mitski. I like a lot of pop punk because of you. You've Thank you. You've taken me a lot of stuff, and we uh, listen to a lot in the car that I like, like the front bottoms. But I did discover them before you. I felt very cool about I, that. I don't know if you discovered them before No, me, I'm saying I discovered th- before yeah. you showed I, it to me. I wasn't me. like, check out this band. Or I might have been like, check them out. And, and I'm like, like, oh, I know, I know it. Already. Yeah, because of my college radio station. Uh, great band. We've seen the front bottoms, what, twice together? At least twice. At least twice. Because we did Champagne Jam, and then I think... Did and we do two we did, Champagne Jams? I think we or? just did two Champagne Jams okay. before they moved to Jersey. Yeah, and one of them I thought I was going to die because oh, yeah. of moshing. Um, I was at a hardcore show last night, oh, and I know you hate moshing, but I think I could get you to mosh at a pop punk show if I, I took you to a hardcore show and you just watched. You mean I would... You would be like, oh, well, nothing's going on at these pop punk shows. Oh, I mean, I, I just don't <laughs> like elbows and knees flying at me and especially at this front bottoms one it was like so packed that was you know like packed like a can of sardines it's such an old-fashioned expression but it's like this is what i imagine what it was they're literally like waves going through the crowd and people were about to fall yeah Yeah. people were about to fall on the ground and get trampled and i was like i'm outie yeah but i I, I went to the side of the of the the venue i wasn't like completely out of it i had a pretty bad bruise from that which i for a long time have called my worst injury from a show Uh, but last night i got kicked in the head so (sighs) you know (laughs) am i allowed to curse on that Yeah, yeah yeah yes um all right, well, so let's get into the playlist. We, we've we both constructed 10-song playlists today. Uh, the theme you chose was Sounds Happy But Not, um, yeah. which is a lot. It's kind of like a classic theme in mm-hmm. popular music. And for me, I took it not as it's explicitly only sad, but it's not like, it's not, oh, yay, I'm happy. Yeah, I tried to, uh, I was originally thinking, like, I have a lot of songs that are, like, sound happy but, like, are angry. But yeah. I'm like, let me go for, like, things that generally are kind of sad. I tried to do at least mixed emotions, you'll see. Some of them Definitely. it's like, it sounds happy and it's like it's it's good that they're out of something, but it's sort of like it's a it was a bad situation. And and you make a lot of playlists for yes. yourself and like you mostly for other people. Okay. But you try to like when you do it, you do you try to like make it so it like flows into each yeah, other? Yeah, yeah. And I tried to do that with this. I don't know how well I did it, but I hope I did. I try to do the main kind of flow I try to do is in terms of the um pace i guess that's the right term (laughs) um and in terms of like what kind of instruments are used so i don't want to go straight from an acoustic to like a very electronic song unless it's like 
so for Charlie X, he actually sometimes has these like very slow auto tune things. So I'd maybe like go like from right. one to another. But for the most part, I try to like make it not too jolting. Fair, fair. Um, well, let's hop right into it. Your first song is "Breaking Up" by Rilo Kiley. Yes. Um, which I have limited experience with Rilo Kiley, mm-hmm. and this was not kind of what I expected it to sound like. Yeah. This is a little bit more like uh like electronic sounding, a little bit more like all like mm-hmm. kind of like this is a this doesn't do them justice because it's much better. But I'd be like kind of like Imagine Dragons indie oh my rock. Are you serious? Not not not, not sort Wait, of. Wait, you think it this was, like or that. you think they sound like that? I think that like the the incorporation of electronics into it. This was like minimal electronics, though. I feel like com- compared to like stuff nowadays. Yeah, no, it's yeah. not so. This, in your it was face. like what ten years ago? Yeah, this was twelve years ago. Yeah, two thousand seven. So like two thousand seven was was when I really started to get into like music blogs and LimeWire and stuff right. like that. Please don't arrest me. <laughs> um, and this especially was one of the like music blog. Um, songs that I re- was really into. Right. So, Rilo Kylie. I really like Select Song. I'm not like a Rilo Kylie fanatic. Right. But this, like, Better Son, Better Daughter, I think that's the name of I it. I think yeah. that's the big album. I'm not yeah. I'm not a big Rilo Kylie guy. I, yeah. like, I've listened to a little bit, but, you know, it's never really attached to me the way I, I kind of want it to. I liked Jenny Lewis's new solo album, though. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty good. But, um, Tell me a little bit about this song and why it sounds happy, but it's not. So just like the overall feel of it is very, well, the song in general is about like breaking up with someone and you're like, thank God that's over. Right. But so it's not like a completely happy song in the sense that I feel like with some breakups, it, it is happy. But it, when you think about it, obviously it's sad right, that yeah. it ever happened. Yeah, well, because even if even if it's a bad relationship that ends, you were in a relationship for a reason. Yeah, it's like you learn from it. But with this, it's it's such a feel good song until you're like, well, I'm kind of listening to it more, and you're like, oh, this is a really bad relationship. I'd also say that this song does kind of resolve too at the end, where it's sort of like, oh, well, you know, it's good that it's over, and you know, Mm -hmm. Jenny Lewis sings, you know, here's to all the pretty girls you're gonna meet, which. Yeah. I think depending on the outlook you're having is either like kind of like a, hey we're broken up but we're still friends but it could also be like a uh like a spiteful thing depending yeah. on what state you're in. Listening yeah, to I've this. had exactly two friendly breakups. So <laughs> <laughs> I I could just kind of see like if I was like heartbroken and I'm just like oh you know just got dumped hearing like here's to all the pretty girls you're gonna meet just being like oh go fuck yourself really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. I kind of get that. I mean, there's sometimes when I've gone and dump and I'm l- and then like a month later I'm like, "Thank God." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cuz I've had like things where I was sort of the in-between relationship if you get what I mean, like in between two major relationships with them, and then the second one was like I, I see what that's like for the girl involved and I'm like, "Oh my god, thank God <laughs> I'm not then." that it's not yeah. happening anymore. Yeah, exactly. I've had that when I've like looked back on some exes and I'm like, it's a good thing we didn't end up together. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. I mean, we're also young. Yeah, true. If um, we got married right now, I'd be so sad. <laughs> 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 we have uh, a lot of life to live. Well, so uh, 
I'll talk about that. <laughs> but uh, so let's go into my my first song, mm-hmm. which is Abandoned Flesh by the Mountain Goats, one of my favorite bands. I liked this, but there were music references that I think I got, but half of them I don't think I got. Because well, so Susie was Susie Sue, correct? Right, okay. yeah. And there's uh, Robert Smith from yeah, The Cure. Yeah, I know and The Cure, yeah. There's, there's like one that I don't know. He also references Red Lori, Yellow Lori, who I listened to for the first time. Yeah, I don't know week. who that is. Just all, this was from the album Goths. They're all goth bands. Uh, yeah. You know, kind of quintessential. Um, but it's a song about uh, the band Gene Loves Jezebel, who... I never heard of them. Never heard of them. I'd listened to them after after this song, the first mm-hmm. time I'd heard it. And, I, you know, they're, they're fine. I looked them up on YouTube this past week going into this, and I'm like, I should, like, kind of be familiar. There were so many comments that were like, this is real music. And I'm like, oh, oh my this God. is like... Uh, <laughs> I hate it whenever someone says, like, this is real music. Because it shows how much stuck in the past you oh, are. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, I also think no music is real music. Yeah. Um, but that was a joke. But uh, bad one. Whatever. But, yeah. No. Moving it's on. It's kind of a bullshit uh, argument in terms of anything. And it just kind of shows that you're closed-minded in general. Yeah. Uh, because, like, you know, people say that about literally everything. Even shitty except, music like, is pop music. music. Yeah. Well, you know, there's an audience for pretty much anything. I mean, I think for pop music, when people do, like, throwback pop, they're like, oh, this is real music. Like, when you listen to Mariah Carey. Things that are coming out now, the only things that people ever say that about are, like, kind of things that are, like, throwback hip-hop or, like, Mm R&B or, like, like hard rock. Like, I never hear people say, like, oh, this is real music about, like, a new, like, Cardi B song. And it's sort of like... Why not? Well, I don't think they feel the need to say that at the moment. Because I feel like when you're saying this is real music, it's a nostalgic thing. Generally, yeah. But it it also comes up with, like, Greta Van Fleet, who suck ass. Yeah, it's also, like, racist people who don't like (laughs) music by other races. Um, But uh, Abandoned Flesh, which kind of a clue that this isn't necessarily a happy song. That's a very dark, grim title. Um, But I... I felt that this was a sad song just because it's about a band breaking up and mm-hmm. it's a band that just never really kind of reached their full potential. Like us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're like uh we Downtown Owl is uh the the Gene Loves Jezebel of yeah. Briarcliff Manor. <laughs> I told you I had another band at one point, right? Yeah, I think I, think I told you. you. Did, yeah. yeah. But again, you know, we were never able to commit to yeah. anything. None of that an- ended up even on Bandcamp yeah. versus I think two of our songs. There, did, there's so. one song on Bandcamp, yeah. I think. Maybe. I don't know. I'll link it in the I do not sound that good on it, but um, okay. <laughs> I sound better now. <laughs> but I I think that like this song sort of like it tells a story about like two brothers feuding too, mm-hmm. which like you know families breaking up and well like bands especially that's a huge thing. Oasis yeah. is the one I oh. think of right Oasis. away. I I always wonder if like the Van Halen brothers don't get along. I don't know, man. M- maybe they don't. Maybe they do. Who knows? Maybe there will be a, mu- a movie about them next. <laughs> it's like the Motley the, the Crew. Well, I think they'll have well, their David own Lee version Roth of the dirt. the the dirt. I did uh, not watch the dirt. Uh, it sucked. You don't yeah. want to. Um, I'm also like not um, as interested slash know as much about that era to care. There, there's a lot of good stuff. Molly Crew has a lot of good songs that I really like, yeah. but uh, you know, not good. But my parents didn't like teach me that like those songs, and I didn't seek them out. And what I knew of Molly Crew was that Tommy Lee was married to Pam Anderson. Like that's what I Which learned. Is Growing up, more so, yeah. sort of like an important thing. Motley Crue isn't necessarily like an important band.
band. It's more the image, right? Right. They're sort of like, they're kind of like a cross between Van Halen and Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Which, like, if you just listen to the two of those, like, you have the better ends of what Molly Yeah, I listen to more Guns N' Roses than Van Halen, but... I have time. Van Halen, Van Halen, Hale, you'd like Van Halen, I think. They're very fun. Don't kill me. Did they do Jump? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. This That's is sad. I know most of, um, so my parents, they they didn't play, like, a lot of music from that era and, uh, before, like, when I was younger. So I learned a lot of it from Glee, which is really sad. Is so sad. I'm thinking of the, like, um, the scene where they're in the mattress store. Never watched. Well, they're jumping on mattresses, and they sing Jump by Van Halen. It's it's a great song. That's a, you know, that's kind of like a, a like, basic Van Halen song. But, yeah. like, you know, it's... Well, why it's do you think they covered it? Well, yeah, it's an it's a good entryway, I think. Yeah. I think, like, I used to jam the fuck out to yeah. Jump. Now I'm like, oh, you know, I need to hear Hot for Teacher. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I know that one. <laughs> great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's go to your second pick, uh, Foundations by Kate Nash. Oh, this um, this is definitely in my indie blog moment. You've you've turned me on to a fair share of Kate Nash. I, I love, love Kate Nash. I love Later On. I yeah. put that on every now and then. I know. I'm kind of basic indie girl trash for liking Kate Nash, though. Uh, a little bit. I think that now Kate Nash, uh, like... She's underrated now, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I think more people would know her from... Uh, Glow. Glow. She's great on that. Well, she's from the great. one yeah. season I saw. I want to see the second season. Um, she's really good. And, you know, I I didn't even realize that that was her. Yeah. And, like, you know, this is this is just a good song. I debate whether or not it sounds ha- happy, though, just because the music is upbeat, but her mm-hmm. voice just kind of, like, cuts through everything. Yeah. And it's so at the forefront. I was going more in terms of the backing track being happy, right, yeah. but I love the difference, bet- like, the contrast yeah. between her voice and the track, and just the lyrics are so smart. And this was her first, like, real single, I believe, or, like, major label, yeah. as far as I know. And as soon as I heard this and I saw the music video, I was like, I absolutely love this it's, so much. It's very cutting and like, you know, she she just sounds like pissed off yes. throughout the whole thing. And it's great. She rightfully <laughs> pissed yeah. off. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's so funny. This is actually my girlfriend isn't interested in music like at, she is, but not at all, really. I'd be urged to um, say humble brag because my favorite podcast, like anytime <laughs> someone's like my girlfriend, it's like humble brag. <laughs> well, you know, she, I, I, I have a girlfriend. What am I going to But she, she's not really interested in music. But like uh, when we first started dating, she mentioned like, oh, yeah, I like Kate Nash. Well, she's I, also from from Ireland. Yeah. But so this is the only song she actually. Well, knows. she actually, <laughs> she probably grew up with it more than people here did. Right. Like I found it exclusively from the internet versus right. was probably like playing in stores and like on the radio. Yeah, in and she said that this is like a song she puts on before like a girls' night out. And yeah, that's like great. it kind of is. Like I love so m- like I feel like a lot of people only really know her first album, but I think it was like the the album that I really love. Let me bring it up. It's like My Best Friend Is You, or I'll find it. I think that's her second or third. It okay. might even just be an I, EP. I always mix them up. Um, um, but that's... Vice ran an article where they interviewed her fans, where they were like, is what's more dead, Kate Nash's career or romance, or something that's like so that. That's so depressing. <laughs> no, but My Best Friend Is You is such a good album. Like, Is that the one with Later On? Yeah, on Later On... 
It has take me to a higher plane. Don't you want to share the guilt? Is such a go around in the car, like gradually building up. I, I'm pretty sure you've played that yeah. one for me. Nothing stuck with me from Kate and Ash more than later on, just because I'm like, oh, I'm crying like a baby. Yeah, it's very much sad, angry girl music. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, I tend, as I've gotten older, I've tended to latch more onto yeah. angry and sad girl. And I think with her too, she, um, she just says things like does anybody think as much as i think about thinking it's a lot of that stuff that i, I was going a, through she, she has a lot of like one-liners where you're just yeah, sort of like that's not the oh, actual line that's not as smart as hers <laughs> but uh i was just going through a lot of stuff when i first listened to her and especially in high school when i was going through like emotional phases right. and i did not know that i was Puberty. diagnosed with anxiety <laughs> like she literally just describes the anxious experience and i related to that so much cool Cool. Let's uh, let's bounce right into my next song, Billy Joel's "Piano Man." Yes, so the classic song, a beloved yes. song by a lot of people. The cover art is so funny. Uh, it it is. It's kind of gothy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I I really like Billy Joel a lot. I think Billy Joel's mm -hmm. got a lot of hits, and I think most Billy Joel songs are kind of sad <laughs> or yeah. kind of angry. And I think that that's kind of Th this doesn't sound like super happy to me, but I kind of understand what you're going with. It it sounds like this sort of anthemic rock. Yeah, and I think a lot of people just tend to think of it as like, a, oh, I'm going to throw my arms mm -hmm. around my friends and sing it. But really, it's a song about playing music in a bar mm -hmm. and like seeing the same people where like I'm pretty sure just everyone he lists is an alcoholic. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, I've definitely had a couple of shared a few drinks called loneliness, but it's better than drinking alone. And like, mm -hmm. you know, it's one of those it's a really kind of paints a lot of sad pictures of people. And I think that that's sort of what makes it sad, but you know, it does have that positive, like, oh, everyone comes to see yeah. the guy play piano. This is one of those classic songs where I've always heard it, but I never really listened to the lyrics. Right. Well, because so you just hear the la-da-da. -da, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so w with this and then also with We Didn't Start the Fire, like, there was a project that we had to do. I, I think I it was... I never had to do that one. Yeah, because um, you weren't in that class. Yeah. I um, was it in U.S. history or God? Yeah, it would okay. have been U.S. history. Yeah, so that was my junior year, and we had to like write our own version of "We Didn't Start the Fire," yeah. and I had to auto-tune my partner's voices because <laughs> they were so bad. Um. <laughs> really bad job of auto-tuning, but it's like you actually had to listen to the lyrics. And for me, sometimes I get so wrapped up in the actual music that I forget about the lyrics, which is odd. Because, like, there are some songs where I'm so into the lyrics. Right. I'm not just one way or the well, other. So, Whereas so I feel like you're very lyrical-based. Well, I, I do think I'm very lyrics-driven, but I definitely kind of, I'm someone that, like, the music has to be good first. Where yeah. there's a lot of songs that, like, I don't like, and I say it's a shame because the lyrics are really good, but, like, yeah. I can't listen to because it's it doesn't strike me in the way that it does. Where, like, you know excuse me, sort of things like, like you used it to describe K-pop. And I'm like, yeah. I could listen to K-pop. I was about I to bring up K-pop because I was literally watching a K-pop survival show earlier today. Oh. <laughs> and they were performing these like concept songs where I have no idea what they're actually saying, but you can just like, you kind of get across, like you can understand what they're right. saying in a sense, yeah. like the feeling that the they're... The emotion. Exactly. Like, I When the new BTS album came out, I listened yeah. to it and like it had a couple of things that I enjoyed just from like a sonic perspective. Mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of music that I can't... I listen to a lot of metal where I don't necessarily understand the lyrics or I listen mm -hmm. to... 
uh, a lot of cigaros where like I found out recently that uh, sometimes they don't even sing in a language. Well, they just make up their own, right? Uh, yeah, they. What is it? It's like homelandic. I think they call I don't it. Know. Where like I found that out because I went to look up their lyrics and <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm gonna get the translation, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's go to your next song. This one I do want to say. I don't think that this is a song that's necessarily unhappy. Uh, uh, Common People by Pulp. Okay, so with this song, I wasn't... This was a hard one, because I really wanted to put it on, but I didn't think it super fit it. I really don't think (laughs) it fits. No, but it's I don't think it's a bad song, but, like... Yeah. I I mean, this is one of my favorite songs of all time, so I just also wanted a chance to sneak it on to something. You could come back. We could have done this again. (laughs) I guess. Next next time, Emily's on. I'm visiting New York from L.A., so I don't know the next time. I have to force Jimmy to move to L.A. In six months, when you're back in New York, I'll be like, okay, we're doing a different theme, and it's just common people again. I might be gone for Christmas. You don't know. Um, But with common people, it's like you're meeting this girl, and... You think she's cool, and then she turns out to be a total fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I think it. I, I I think of this song as like a satire. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. You know, and it, it, you know, it is sort of like a hey, look, you you really don't understand what's going on. But, yeah, uh, you know, it's yeah. But I I was like, this isn't totally like a, a down song. No, it's fine. Everyone, don't if you apologize. don't know the song, please listen to it though. <laughs> this is why I put it on. Um. You could when I asked you about what music you like, you've been like, I love pulp, common people. That's it. <laughs> Beginning, end of music taste. It doesn't fit with the playlist, but uh, but it's a, it's I a good one. I think the rest of my songs are pretty. good. Oh no, they do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what uh, do you have anything you want to say about common people? That was the big thing I want to get across. Well, you go on more about like what you think about it, and then I'll respond. Uh, I thought it was fine. I've never, I've never properly listened to Pulp just mm-hmm. because, like, they were big in the '90s and they never really struck a, a genre that I necessarily explored. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a smart, witty song. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, it's got a good beat. You know, um, yeah, you know. I love '90s Brit pop. I've, I've never been a Brit pop guy. Like, Oasis. No, nah, not at all. Never. I'm I more like, of an like Oasis person than songs. I literally so we were in this club called Poetry Society and I would um I'd bring a lot of lyrics in to sing to say poems. And this wasn't my number one, but I did bring in a lot of Oasis. Oh, <laughs> did you? Like, I don't even remember. It was mostly Florence and the Machine, because oh. I was like, I'm an ethereal goddess and I'm going to be like a muse and and say this in a in a soulful in a way. Class. But I did bring in I think I brought in it this would have been a good w- one because, like, it yeah. is structured sort of like, like classic poetry, where like my last Duchess or things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I think I did. Um, what was it? I think it was like Champagne Supernova or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. By the brothers Gallagher. I think you could yeah, read the, the things Gallagher. that the the Gallagher brothers say about each other, and that's oh my god, great poetry. Have you seen the unplugged performance? No. <gasps> so um, I'm totally blanking on which one is which because I'm a trash person. They're both the same. The the one who's the front man. I think that's Liam. I think that's I, Liam. I could be. Wrong. So Liam was just decided not to show up. He was like too drunk off his ass. This is all classic. I don't want to get sued, so but I'm pretty sure this is all accurate from my memory. 
So he just decided not to show up. So then Noel was like, okay, I guess I'm going to sing the songs. Where he is a totally competent singer. He's very good. It's just he never was it's really he's the... He's not the front man. Exactly. But he wrote all of them. Yeah. And then so he just starts doing it. And then... Um, you hear a noise from the balcony, and it's Liam, like, booing him and, oh, like, amazing. throwing things and just getting super mad and, like, fuck this. And you're just like, how did it get this bad? And they're and it, like with Gene Loves Jezebel, they're brothers, yep. too. Which is That's why I brought up Oasis. <laughs> when but, uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. it's... I I, I want to explore like the the mythology surrounding Oasis more so than yeah. the music. I want to watch the documentary yeah. about them. It just came out, right? I think We're it was like last this July year, sixth, twenty nineteen. I'm pretty sure it was last year, unless there's a new one. Um, I've, I I saw a lot of tweets literally before I came here about Oasis and how there's probably going to be a critical reassessment of Oasis because they kind of skipped our generation. Well, saying that they're better than their... Yeah. Well, I, I feel like a lot of people in our generation... I don't... Maybe not you, but no, a lot I, of people... I don't think they get a lot of... Uh, they don't get looked at as much as other artists, I think. Maybe I think people like them, but yeah. it's not, they're not like, it's not like this is by amazing. Like yeah. yeah. Maybe I just hang out with Oasis nerds. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, let's go to my next pick, uh, which is Nausea by Jeff Rosenstock. I really liked this. You but texted I, me to say you like yeah, this. Yeah, but I, I haven't really listened to him besides what you've um, sent to me he's, or like we played in the car. He's great, and you should listen to yeah. most of his solo stuff. I like some of his Bomb the Music Industry stuff. Um, Bomb the Music Industry was his band before his solo work. What a name. Uh, great name. He, he would release it all for free. He was doing this like before Radiohead. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it, it was donation-based. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I think that this is a kind of a peppy song. It's, mm -hmm. you know, that piano is great. Uh, but he's mainly just kind of singing about anxiety. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's he's talking about flipping between porn and RoboCop. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I relate to that. I saw RoboCop hard. for the first time this year. I've never seen Ro RoboCop. It's definitely interesting. I think Paul, uh, Paul Verhoeven is a fascinating director. I don't know anything He did about Showgirls. That. Never saw it. Am I thinking Paul Verhoeven? He did... Um, he did a lot of like kind of what people call schlocky movies. He did Starship Troopers. Another thing I haven't seen. Oh Most my god! Movies I haven't seen. Yeah, he oh he did Basic Instinct, Total Recall. He did do Showgirls. Okay, I'm I'm right in that. Showgirls, I feel like you would have a time with. I it's always listed as like one of the so bad it's good movies, mm -hmm. but uh, what, with the fish flopping scene, I have no idea. I'm not gonna explain anymore. I, I'll <laughs> maybe tonight I'll watch Showgirls. <laughs> can you please? If I could find it somewhere, I'm sure um, you can. But uh, yeah, I think that this kind of this very accurately and candidly the song. Uh, portrays sort of what ends up happening when you're anxious or depressed and like you just kind of end up shutting people out and you're just sort of like fuck this I'm gonna drink a bottle of wine and watch movies but also masturbate and I fun. can relate to the shutting people out thing <laughs> I make it a point not to drink alone that's my rule um, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a Jeff Rosenstock in particular he kind of captures that very specific feeling mm -hmm. and he also does it in a way where i think that jeff rosenstock is the last 
person that's really made a revolutionary punk rock record where most stuff that comes out now is kind of retreading. Like you mean revolutionary is in it? Like sonically. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Not, not, you know, his ideas are kind of similar to things you'd expect, except wor- Worry is a masterpiece, and I can't You'll send it to me later. I'll, I'll be like, listen to this. It's like 40 minutes. It's great. The one song is 40 minutes. Oh, you're saying the album. The album. The album. I, I was Worry. wondering <laughs> if it was like one of those 70 songs that's so 40 oh, minutes. No, no, no. It, but you should listen to it as a whole all okay, the way through. Okay, okay. It's great. And I've seen Jeff do it live mm-hmm. uh, all the way through. So um, let's go to your next pick, Silent Treatment, since last Wednesday. It's or by High as a High Kite. As a Kite, sorry. It lists yeah. like the album under the song title. Oh, so okay. You know, so that's um, on me. Yeah, so this is another one of those songs that I kind of discovered like trolling around on the internet, and it just really connected with me. And I haven't listened to a majority of their other stuff because I think, as you know, I'm – and more of like a singles person than an album yeah. person. I love certain albums and I'll play them to death, but I'm really, I, I think you relate to this too, where I love discovering yeah. artists, and but like specifically certain songs that just get plugged into my rotation. I love the feeling when you first find a song and it just like zaps you yeah. and you're just like, this is all I want to listen to for the next like month. And then I never listen to it again. Yeah. <laughs> I I hadn't listened to the song in a little bit when I was going through. I have, like, this master playlist called Feelings when I'm, like, I want to sort of be inside myself right now and just sort of, like, think about the things going in my life, like, when I'm driving in the car to work. And with this one, I think just the production and everything, like, her voice tone, I I don't even need to really listen to the lyrics to just, like, get the longing a little bit i i kind of got that i didn't i don't know if i'd necessarily say longing was yeah i don't i, I don't know if that's the right word where i kind of got the sort of like worry yeah the worry where it's yeah, yeah. like where it's like you know when you have people that like you see on a regular basis mm-hmm. but then if you don't see someone for like a week and you're like i haven't heard from you since wednesday yeah. what's going on and like you know, it is this it is a peppy song, but like it doesn't like mm-hmm. it, it. It's really kind of hammers in that like what's going on. It's really interesting. There's the that part, yeah. and it just it it doesn't seem like it belongs in the song at first, right? But I really love it because I think part of this is like when that person goes missing, you really you understand why you love them so much yeah. and like why they're such a good part of your life. And this person is sort of saying like, this is one of the kindest people I know. And the fact that they're gone is really it's worrying. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, let's <laughs> go to my next pick. Uh, cool. Forget me not by Brian Fallon mm-hmm. of the gaslight anthem. Um, I thought the, the, the voice sounded familiar. Yeah, he's uh, he's been doing solo stuff. His solo stuff took a little while for me to get into, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because I was upset that the Gaslight Anthem broke up. Um, R.I.P. But uh, he, this is sort of like, it kind of has like a 50s, 60s feel, like 60s pop. Uh, and I didn't totally realize what it was about until I saw him live solo. What is it about, in it's, your opinion? It's, well, I think it's pretty straightforward mm-hmm. where it's about him singing to his wife if he dies don't forget him 
sad. And, you know, and like, you know, it's got that sort of like, hey, you know, would you come visit me? Would you put a black dress on and come visit me? And, mm-hmm. you know bring like a football top and you know and i'm like oh you know that it's sort of a sweet notion and he also has a moment where he says like oh you know if you passed away i would put a black suit on and i would come and you know it, it's got the great line where he says melancholy songs that somehow made us feel a whole lot better oh. which is like how i feel about everything i yeah. listen to uh but when he's singing to his uh <laughs> wife that is still alive. Is, is go- well, uh, she, is, she is alive. Well, they're both like <laughs> they're both currently alive. Yeah. Um, but you know, his wife that like is is dead in the song where he's like, you know, I'll bring in, I'll bring a what is it? He's like an English song by a band that you love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here comes the sun, and I'm like, oh, that's uh, bumming me out, man. Yeah. <laughs> and when when he does it solo, it's a little bit more somber, and he addresses everything to Stacy, which is kind of a generic name, but is also actually his wife's name. Oh, Stacy. Um, and when I saw him do this like two, three weeks ago, whenever I saw him, I started weeping. <laughs> I, <laughs> you go to concerts so often; it's crazy. I do. Yeah. Like in, uh, in a good crazy kind of way. Yeah. No, it's something that keeps me. It makes me happy. Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, but I do cry a lot with yeah. them. But, you know. I'm not a huge concert crier. The only times I really have were at Lord because I I heard Ribs for the first time, um, like, a bit before that concert, and it just hit me so hard. Yeah. But then I didn't really understand why besides, like, obviously the growing up, but then when I saw it, I was graduating high school. Right. I had just graduated, and I was going with my friend who was younger and still in high school, and it just hit me so hard. And then the next time I saw her, I was about to graduate college. I was just like, Same coming thing. full <laughs> circle, man. Uh, I, I end up having – sometimes uh, those don't necessarily hit me the same way anymore. It, it varies sometimes. If I'm, mm-hmm. like, in a massive depression, I'll have certain lines. But now, like, since I've been in a pretty happy relationship, but it is long Humble distance, right. I end up like like this song got me because I'm like, what if what if Shannon dies, <laughs> or like uh, I've seen like Jason Isbell and he's got a song if we were vampires, which is about you mm-hmm. know being like, oh, you know, if we weren't going to die, you know, we wouldn't need to hold hands, you know, we could go outside, we could smoke, do whatever, you know, but it's. But since we are going to die, we're going to, you know, we do need to cherish the time together. And yeah. I saw him do that, and I weeped. And I don't think I'd want to be immortal. I don't think I would either. But but the idea that, like, oh, you know, if we didn't have to worry about time running out, we wouldn't. I think part of life is having to worry about time running out and, like, making the most of it. I'm not a huge, like, person who thinks about that, like, in every action I do. But I think if we were just living forever, it would just be, like, you w- you would be wasting a lot of time, or you would you actually wouldn't be wasting the time. You'd just be doing a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Before we uh, throw me back into an existential crisis, <laughs> uh, let's uh, go to your next song, which is "All My Friends" by uh, Snake Hips, featuring Tanache and Chance the uh, Rapper. I love this one. Uh, this one, this I think might have been my favorite from your mm-hmm. playlist. Um, this is very like lush, kind of like pretty, you know, and it it's a fun song, but yeah. it kind of has like a rich texture to it. 
I love this song because I feel like I could, I would put this on at parties that I would throw and everyone would be sort of, they would be like really drunk to it, kind of like, they wouldn't know it necessarily because it's not a a super well-known song, but they'd sort of just like be dancing to it. And then they wouldn't realize like, oh, this is a song about how (laughs) all of your friends are drunk and you just want to leave. Yeah. Excuse me. And that line where he's just like, you know, uh, where she's like, oh, all my friends are wasted. And I'm like, oh, that's a great, you know, I could put that on, like, you know, when you're with all your friends and you're like, all my friends are wasted. And, you know, have everyone sing along to that. But then being like, I drink too much, you know. Yeah. I also think it's so funny when she's like, and I hate this song. (laughs) I drink too much. (laughs) Because, like, you're listening to that song, obviously. Um, But I had a lot of moments like this in college where, it sort of it reminds me of um, "Sober" by Lord, but I thought that was a, a little more hard than this one. Right, like just the tone. So I chose this one over that. Where and "Perfect Places" is a good um, comp to it. Where you're just like at these parties and you're like, okay, I need to have fun, but that need makes it really depressing and really sad, and it makes it so you have these high expectations and you can't ever live up to it. That's sort of why day drinking always made me depressed because I would only do it at these like huge events in college and then I would build up these expectations and then I would just end up like sad and really much like this in the song. Right. Where I would I would be drunk myself, but then it would end up where I'd sobered up and I was just like, I don't want to be here anymore. I hate this. Why am I in here? And right. I think another comp is here by Alicia Cara or Alicia, however you say it. Yeah, yeah. But she's obviously much more angry in this <laughs> song. <laughs> With this, this made me think of like going to like, like, I, it doesn't happen as much anymore, but like going to like fun bars that like mm-hmm. people go where they're like, we're going to go, we're going to dance, there's loud music. And I'm like, I'm not into that at all, yeah. which is why I would always end up wasted going to them just because I'm like, what uh, I'm like, I don't want to dance. I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna sit at the bar and drink and t- which like relatable, where it's just like all my friends are wasted and having fun, but I'm like, oh, I fucking hate every part about this. And then mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of stuck in a bigger rut because you're drunk and depressed and angry. Yeah, and I feel like so I moved to a new city, like not super new because it was two years ago. Yeah, but. In college, it would be different because I feel like I could always just kind of leave my friends because they would be with a lot of people. Right. Because we would mostly go to house parties, and then I would be like, okay, I'm just going to go home. It's like across the street because I lived on such a small campus. But now I I haven't wanted to go out in L.A. a lot because it becomes such a production. Right. And you're always, like, checking on your friends, like, are you okay? Are you having fun? And the same happens to you, and you feel like you need to because then it's like you're making that night end. Yeah. And another thing I like about the song is it's one of those Comedy's ones... kind of given me a good way out of all that. I could be like, I'm going to an open mic. Yeah. Sorry, bye. I, I don't really have that. <laughs> yeah. I just say I'm tired and depressed and I need yeah. to go to sleep. Um, but with the song, it's like you really want to sing along to it. Yeah. And it has that quality. And it's anthemic. Exactly. And even if you are having a great time and you sing along to this, it's like you, you remember that feeling. Oh, yeah. And then you're like grateful that you're having fun in that yeah. moment. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's kind of true with with pretty much any song Mm -hmm. in this sort of category. Yeah, I think it's cool, too, that Chance the Rapper is on it because I believe he's sober. 
Uh, I have no or idea. He, he used to have like issues with substance abuse. Don't sue me. I believe that's true, but obviously I'm not a... No one's going to sue you. <laughs> I, my dad's a lawyer. You I'm very afraid of getting just sued. Just say, I think. <laughs> okay, I, I think. Also, side note... It's <laughs> like three times you said, don't I'm sue I'm sorry. Me. Also, Tanasha is underrated, I have to say. Um, she and don't Kate sue her. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like her and Kate Nash are the... Are, are sort of a theme in this where I'm just like these people are underrated. Please treat them better. <laughs> Listen to them more. Yes, I, I, I'll I'll definitely look more into Tanache uh, mm-hmm. just to kind of get a more of a feel. Mm-hmm. If it sounds sort, if her music sounds sort of like this, I'll. Um, I would say that this is slightly different just because it's like a feature, yeah. but she does have great songs. I'll, I'll give her a listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes to my next pick, which is a good continuation for my last oh one, my which is Day I Die by The National. Depressing. Um, this is my best friend uh, in LA's favorite band. <laughs> and he's always <laughs> trying to make me is listen he like to 35? it. 35. No, it's uh, Russell, who oh. is slightly <laughs> younger than I, me. I love The National. And most national songs are kind of dour, but The National are kind of. This is sort of. Well, punky. he just loves sad boy music. Yeah, I like sad boy music. <laughs> I know, but it's like. I, I like sad boy music while punching other people. Yeah. You, you were more open to listening to other girl stuff that I would bring right. like you would know more girl stuff offhand whereas like I introduced him to a lot of stuff right. and we talked about that that it's like okay now it's like more gender <laughs> balance and it's right. great like we went to a Phoebe Bridgers oh, like Connor nice. Ober's concert oh um, the Better Oblivion yeah thing. Better oh I loved that the, and I them covering their each other's songs I was the best part I had tickets but I was going to Vegas um, to see my girlfriend Humble Wreck <laughs> That that is a humble brag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I didn't get to see Better Oblivion. Literally, the only time I've been to Vegas was with my parents, and it was the most depressing thing that's I, ever happened. I had a good time in Vegas. I had a really good time. Well, you were also like with someone with who was your own age. We were yeah. there visiting family, and we spent a lot of time in the daylight outside, where none of the lights are on, and it's very depressing. <laughs> um, yeah. But that, that's yeah. when you put on Day I Die by the National. How happy is this? I, well, I th- it's just to- not as depressing tonal- as other to- national well, songs. Yeah, tonally, it's kind of upbeat. It's mm-hmm. kind of driving. Uh, lyrically, it's it's pretty dour. I, I debate whether or not it's a sad song just because it's like, on the day I die, where will we be? Where it's just sort of like, how, how much are we going to accomplish? Which yeah. I just assume every national book. song is depressing as fuck. They mostly are. But I think a lot of it comes from his voice, which I really do love his voice, yeah. but it's just so, it and has such a sad tone to it. Probably more of the national songs that are popular are generally kind of slower, a little mm-hmm. bit more like somber sounding, a little bit yeah. quieter, where this is a little bit faster, a little bit peppier. Um, but the national comparatively, <laughs> yeah. But they do have a lot of like punk influence. He he used to like scream on records. I didn't um, know. That. Listen to uh, Mr. November, which is you know a cool song, but he's just like, I won't fuck us over. I won't. And like <laughs> they've covered the Ramones live, and like seeing the national live. He's he's just on stage. He's mm-hmm. drunk. He's running around. He's having a good time. That reminds me of when I saw the Arctic Monkeys and Alex Turner. I think was extremely wasted. <laughs> and that was the first time that I like actually noticed someone on stage being like out of their damn mind besides someone like at a at a school concert right. like at 
at Wesleyan or whatever. And I was just like, oh, I'm worried for him right now. But he is a hell of a showman. I've I've seen the Hold Steady a bunch of times. Yeah. And they, uh, one of the guys in the band is sober, but I think they all drink on stage. And Craig Finn definitely drinks a lot. Uh, and, like, you could kind of see that it's hitting him, but, like, yeah. he, he's still, like, in it and on top of it. I find it fascinating when people who perform can do it really well while intoxicated, whether it's, like, acting or if it's putting on, like, a concert. I think part of it is just the fact that, like, it becomes muscle memory. Yeah. Because I've had friends that are, like, dancers that are like, oh, yeah, I'll go to a club and I'll start breaking out moves just because, like, I know it super well. And, like, even me doing stand-up, like, you know, I, I generally don't perform drunk, but I've gotten up at open mics, like, wasted, and people have, like come up to me and been like that was great set and i'm like oh cool thanks and he's i'm like what's your name again they're like we've met like six times and i'm like i'm really drunk and they're like you did that drunk great jimmy <laughs> the only hum- thing that's a humble brag. yeah the only thing i can compare that to was when the first one of the first times i went to la i went to an improv show at i believe it was ucb and they're like everyone get like drunk on rosé and come and then my friends were like, we should put our names in the basket for them to pick from. And of course, my name was chosen. <laughs> and because I was tipsy, I was terrible. Uh, well, the other uh, that's one of the things. Well, where, also, like, I'm not great at being on stage doing improv. Mm-hmm. I'd probably. Well, yeah, if you don't have something planned, I imagine it's hard. Uh, depending well, on the improv, person. Well, like, improv, you can't yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where, like, for me, if I'm just, if, if you told me, it, I I'm not going to try this. Yeah. But, like, if you shoved, like, ten shots down my throat and then you're like, go up and do a tight five, I think I could do it and, like, pass. That's because you actually have stuff to do. Right, yeah. And like, I in the back have of it mind. and I know it. And Versus like, I just did, like, yeah. a terrible Taylor Swift joke because right. I, 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 it just wasn't going for me very well. Versus I feel like I'm funny in person, I hope. But when... Sometimes. Thank you. This podcast uh, will show the opposite. But. Great. Um, and it's like I've acted on stage before and I don't I don't think I'm the best actress, but I think I was like capable of yeah. pulling off a joke. But when it's I either have to be really rehearsed or I'm just like totally off the cuff. If it's like an improv thing, I really ha- struggle like with it. Yeah. Improv's yeah. Hard. It's and it's not real comedy. If I'm on <laughs> stage as myself. Then I'm just like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, except there was one time where I was literally in a play playing myself, but it was a like, but it's like it was a, a written, play. yeah, it was a yeah. scripted line, and You're I like a version of yourself. Yeah, and I like half came up with the line, like yeah. it was written as is, and then I like tweaked it a little yeah. bit, so I felt very comfortable with it. Yeah, it's, it's talking like about my lactate addiction. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in uh, like uh, this is the end, or like yeah. crashing, or something like that. Versus with improv, it's like, oh, you, everything is on the table. Yeah, yeah. and you could kind of do whatever. Same thing if, like, you were to go up and do stand-up without material. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I could never. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, but, yeah, uh, let's go to your next song, Natalia Kills, uh, Saturday Night. She's so underrated. Um, I really like this song. It's kind of like a, it's kind of poppy, but kind of punky. Yeah. Um, I got an advance of something recently that kind of reminded me of this, but it was not Humble good. Brag. What? <laughs> Humble brag that you got an advance. Hey, I get advances of everything. Mm. I've heard every song that's about to come out. I, I get advances <laughs> of books for my job, so I guess that's my version. You still read? Yes. Loser. Um, <laughs> I read a book today. But um, this is a, this is a fun song. It's, it's very upbeat sounding, mm-hmm. um, 
And one of the notes I wrote was, this is what I wish Kim Petras's debut album sounded like. I still haven't listened to that. Cause it's not good. It uh, sucks ass. I, I heard some people like it. but like, It got like a seven on Pitchfork, but I don't oh. like it. <laughs> I want to I support Kim Petras because I, I'm all for LGBTQ yeah. I- inclusivity, but her affiliation with Dr. Luke really makes me yeah. question it. And especially the way she kind of like brushed it off. Yeah. I... I treat Kim Petras like every other pop star where like she's got a lot of singles that I really enjoyed. I just don't think that this album was a good representation of her sound. It had some songs that I enjoyed, but the uh, break your heart one. I think that's the right name. Like that was a single. Yeah. That's the one that that I like. That was a good one. Uh, blow it all is a fun song about Mm -hmm. doing Coke. And there's one called do me. That's, I haven't (laughs) listened to these. Um, and they're, they're good songs, but like, this is sort of like, this is sort of like edgy. This is like punky almost, even though it's a pop song. This is another song where you think, oh, Saturday night, it's going to be like one of those ones you hear on the radio. It's like, yeah, yeah we're partying. Like, we drink to forget what we want to remember. Like, but what, then she you know, says, this is just another Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and it's one of those things where, like, I've kind of had times where I've gone, I've gone to a lot of bars. I've spent a lot of Saturdays, mm-hmm. like going to the same bar being like we're gonna have a great time but you realize you're just doing the same thing over and over again and not having a great time yeah and especially in this song like the person that she's talking about and it's just such a fucked up night yeah and she's saying oh it's just another one i'm just like this girl's life because you hear about all these glamorous nights so it's like doing coke off in the bathroom blah, blah blah and you're just this is one of these songs where it actually gets to the truth of it, where it's like, if you're doing this every night, it's really bad. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I don't, I don't it's ever like, really do like stuff like do this. Do I have a problem? Or yeah. I don't really do stuff like this, but I know people who have, yeah. and it's like, it's glamorous in the moment, but then you see them the next day or you see them at like 3am, like yeah. when it's done and you're like, why I, are you doing this? Like, how can you live like this? Um, Bring Me the Horizon have a lyric on one of their early albums where they say it's not a party if it happens every night. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you could go out, you could go to bars, you could do coke, you could drink and party and, you know, have fun, air quotes, yeah. every night. But, like, it's not, if you keep doing it, you're you're just, it's just a routine. It's yeah, it makes it not special. Like, this obviously isn't a perfect comparison, but... So I live in LA, as we mentioned before. But so Where people, uh, huh. <laughs> so people ask me if I go to the beach a lot, and I'm like, honestly, no. And I think part of that is because if I went all the time, it wouldn't be such a special thing for me, right? No, so I when I go, so. it's like, oh, I got here. Yeah. And even though I live like literally 20 minutes from it, it doesn't, and I can like see it, but it's like when I actually go in the water, when I'm actually sitting by it, it becomes like this whole experience where it's like I really appreciate it. And it's like I do like going out, but I've done it less and less um, over the past year because I've sort of gotten bored with it to a yeah. point. But then when I do go out with my friends and I have a great time, I'm like, that was amazing. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. And I'm not trying to end up like anyone in these songs <laughs> that we're talking about. That's <laughs> At least not on purpose. <laughs> that's very similar to like when I tell people uh, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going out, I'm hitting some open mics, and they're like, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun, and I'm like, no, it's not. Well, that's actual work versus yeah, yeah. I'm like. It's I funny. I kind of make going out work in the sense where I have like a set number of things that I want to go to. Yeah. And it's like and I plan like, I it have, out like yeah. in terms of you mapping have to stick it. To an itinerary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
I, I think when it comes to the open mics, though, like like last night I was at the Creek in the Cave and there there were like five people that were doing stand up for the first time ever. And they were a big group of friends that were just doing it all together for their first time. And I could see how that sounds awful. Oh, it, the, some of them were OK, but like, you know, it, it's the first time, you know, yeah. whatever. But like. I was like, oh, I see why you guys all think that this is, like, a fun thing to go mm-hmm. out to where, like, you know, I have friends at open mics. I do have good times sometimes. But, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, this is work, and I'm not necessarily here to have fun. We're in yeah. a sweaty basement where everyone's just, like, trying to drink to get through. Sounds <laughs> amazing to me. Oh, it's... Oh, that one <laughs> open mic I went to where I was literally the only audience member? That's any audience member at any open mic. No, I, but it was literally me, the comics, and you. Yeah. And I was just like, what is happening? But yeah, that's, that's the way it normally goes. Yeah. Uh, it makes me appreciate what you're doing even more, especially well, yeah. when I I notice like how good you are compared to other people. Not to knock them down. That. You're welcome. Oh, just, uh, just say it. I'm the best. Yes. <laughs> no, because you like test jokes out on me and like we talk about them but then when i actually see you perform them and the way that you do it in such a composed manner well yeah and i could uh, you know it's one of those things where like whenever the the common stand-up complaint is like when someone says like oh tell me a joke and you're like that's not yeah. the way this is gonna work and like just because like if i'm doing a long thought out or like a performative thing it's not gonna work if i'm like hey emily what do you think about this i'm not i'm not anthony jeselnik who's writing joke jokes yeah and it's like when i listen to a lot of nicole byer too and she she complains when people are, like come up to her and it's like, oh, you're a comedian? Tell me something funny. And it's like, yeah. I'm not on the clock right now. You're not paying oh, me. Yeah. This is my job. Yeah. I, I'll always do like something corny or like tell like yeah. a street joke or something. Exactly. Because it's not like a, a lot of the good jokes, they're either like two liners or they're pretty long, I feel like. Yeah. And it's like for a long one do they really want to like stand there right i'm like do you need to yeah i'm like two minutes is a long time for a joke you don't realize that but it's like when you're sitting there you like the build up oh yeah and like you know there's other people around it's not so much you know comedy is better in big groups than if there's like three people because i've done shows or one person yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i've done shows where there's like eight people in the audience and i'm just like all right i guess we're gonna get through this yeah (laughs) so um, and they'll just have to settle for how my jokes go, which is a good transition into ooh, ooh. the next song on my list, which is The Sound of Settling by Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, Death Great. Cab. <laughs> you have a complicated history with Death Cab um, due to an ex. Yeah, I don't know how much I want to talk about that on this, <laughs> though. Um, we did cover I Will c- Follow You Into the Dark. I took the low parts, if you can tell <laughs> by my voice. Um, and he w- just had a better falsetto than me, but... I actually saw them recently at... Um, was that the Jenny Lewis tour? No, this is oh. at Hollywood Cemetery, Hollywood Forever. Oh, okay. um, and they were good, but I realized that for me, it was just like such a certain part of my life that right. I only knew I only knew a certain amount of songs by them, but I was just kind of like, oh, okay, that belongs to a certain point in my life and I don't really want to know anymore. It's not that they're bad. It's I just that it it's weird if I delve more into it. I end up thinking excuse me, that a lot of the good Death Cab stuff kind of, like, 
like the most recent album I think is the beginning of the end mm-hmm. where like it's, I wouldn't know it's it's not that great of an album but mm-hmm. like I think like transatlanticism plans and even like the photo album are are classics they're great and like you know you have hits on like uh, codes and keys and uh, Kintsugi and like they're they're all good but like now Death Cab is kind of entering their like classic rock phase where like they'll mm-hmm. still put out albums but I don't think that they hold up as well. The but only ones I really listened to were Transatlanticism and Plans, to be perfectly honest. Which is pretty much all you really need to. Yeah, and I went to the concert with a friend, and yeah. she felt the exact same way. Yeah, and I mean, those are the things that get the biggest reaction. I just saw Death Cab a couple weeks ago uh, with Jenny Lewis, and I can't remember if they did Sound of Settling. I think mm-hmm. I saw them. I like liked the song. I forgot how short it was. It's really short, and it's also, most Death Cab songs aren't this peppy and fast yeah. i think which is like even though this is sort of like a you that's know, more postal service yeah <laughs> um and they did a postal service song oh, that's saw funny. Them, uh, because it was one with jenny lewis mm-hmm. uh but uh yeah when they do this isn't like a sort of like oh uh you know i'm gonna sit and sing about my feelings really slowly like something it's like it's not a do a duet with your current partner right yeah <laughs> it's not it's not i'll follow you into the dark and it's not uh like what sarah says said which wrecks me every time i listen I to it i have to listen to that, that i don't remember it's about it's about someone dying oh fine <laughs> Mo- most of the songs that get me now are about people dying <laughs> um okay. do you want to talk about that later <laughs> maybe okay. i don't know. I, I mean yeah it's fine i'm i'm too aware of my own mortality Ooh, fine um, but like this, this song also kind of touches on that where he mm-hmm. says, I can't wait to go gray, but he also has that line where he's like, I think of every love that could have been if I'd only found something charming to say. And you're just sort oh, of like, I like that. And it's, it, I really end up thinking a lot of the time, I think it a lot now too, because mm-hmm. I don't know if I've said this, but like the, one of the, I'm in a long distance relationship and one of the perks is i'm basically a single guy except i can't sleep with other people but i tell myself that everyone wants to sleep with me i'm not gonna comment on that <laughs> not, not <laughs> you but if like I'm no like, i'm not i wasn't oh, okay. thinking he wanted oh, to i don't know he's getting red we've never <laughs> had that kind of relationship no it's just i feel like men have this thing where they're oh, like totally. oh everyone wants to sleep with me and it's like mm. see but now i but then <laughs> girls feel that too <laughs> right but so i'm just sort of like it, like if a girl starts talking to me after a show i'm like ah, oh, she she totally wants it but i have a girlfriend you yeah know? i i feel like it's then i, I get I to get be the heartbreaker <laughs> <laughs> i get this thing where i'm simultaneously insecure and overconfident in term when it comes to that kind of stuff yeah it, it really depends on the person so, like, if someone is interested in me, then I'm like, oh, no. But then if I'm interested in someone, then I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. I get, like, so overwhelmed. And, like uh, like I said, it's just something that I tell myself. And, like, it's a yeah. confidence booster, to be totally honest. Yeah. I, I highly recommend it. Well, someone would need to want to be in a relationship <laughs> with me. That reminds get, me. Get into a long-distance relationship. Oh, my God. I, that reminds me. Someone recently told me, like, oh, yeah, long-term relationships are good. You should really try them. And I'm like. Well, that requires another party. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm very lucky. I love my girlfriend. Um, Good for you. Humble brag. <laughs> um, but uh, let's let's go to your next song. Mm-hmm. This song, I do want to say, I think this sounds sad. It's "Water Under the Bridge" by Adele. This is a happier Adele song, though. It, it kind of is, but I, I I think that all Adele songs are inherently sad yeah. and sound sad. I mean, Some I Love Too, My New Lover was another one that I was thinking of doing yeah, instead that of this one. one. 
Um, but I just love this one so much. This is a very good song. Yeah, Some I Love Too Many Lover is just, it doesn't quite connect with me as much. Yeah, it's, instrumentally, I don't like it. I think it's kind of like Adele kind of trying to do the like semi-love a semi-love one? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that that one's her trying to do like a pop song. Yeah. Like a pop, pop song. Versus with this, I think it's a perfect balance and... The I just kind of want to scream it in the car. Yeah, and I would say that yeah. this is a uh, sounds sounds sad, but it's positive. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sad, but yeah. isn't. It kind of <laughs> relates to the breaking up song, with the Riley Carly yeah. one, where it's another one of those relationships where you just it's not doing well, and you just need an answer. <laughs> I've yeah, had yeah. A, I've had those relationships where it's like, I just need an answer, buddy. I, I've been ghosted. Whatever it is. <laughs> I've been ghosted a bunch of times, and I'm just like, wouldn't it have been easier to just be like, sorry, this isn't for me? Yeah, but also being on the other side oh, of no, that, and it, I get it's that. hard. Yeah, um, no. And I feel like... I've ghosted people. Yeah. Um, I've done it in terms of, like, smaller things, yeah. but, like, I haven't done match. it with any, like, serious, you know, yeah. people I've, like, been... Yeah. No, I haven't done that. Yeah. But I I felt at my most mature when it comes to romantic relationships when I'm able to kind of like stand up for myself. And, right. And especially when it comes to stuff like this where it's like, okay, I'm I don't want to continue this because of this. And yeah. that's only happened like once to be fair. Yeah. Um, because I'm still relatively immature in terms of how many relationships I've had. But I I feel like this song just like you're actually communicating yeah. what you want <laughs> and that is something that everyone needs to work on yeah. and i just i just really connected with it I, I like it you know if you if you're gonna let me down let me down gently exactly which is like you know which is a thing a lot of us ask for and i think that you know i've i've i one time ever sent a text that said like am i wasting my time um and she didn't respond to that she so that means yes well so she responded but she was like i wish you were here so we could cuddle and i'm like oh what? that's like a fuckboy thing i'm like yeah to be fair i've had moments where i'm like oh i'm being the fuckboy in this situation oh, yeah. and i've done that too yeah. one time i i received that text once and i was like hey sorry but no and then she yeah. she lashed out at me yeah <laughs> and i was like i tried to let you down gently yeah adele i've had moments where there's this one time where I, I was trying to like let the person down gently in person, but then over text, he was just like, I'm drunk and we need to talk about this. Yeah. And I was just like, oh God. All right. So do we need to speed up? Uh, yeah, probably. All right, cool. So let's, my next pick basket case by green day. Mm-hmm. Very, very popular song. Did you turn your mic off when? No, I didn't. Okay. As I turn mine off. I so don't, I don't think that ahead. Cool. <laughs> um, but basket case by green day. Um, song that a lot of people get excited when it comes on. I really throwback. Like it's a, it's a good song, but it's also the, to be. It's called Basket Case. It's about you know kind of being manic and anxious and you know facing things mm-hmm. that like you don't necessarily want to face. And it's like, do you have the time to listen to me whine? Yeah, Green Day was a huge thing in my elementary school and like middle school I for love Green Day. Yeah, American Idiot hit like yeah. during that. I remember. <laughs> This is I would have put West a song Chester. from American Idiot on, but it's not. Uh, I don't think any of those songs yeah. sound happy. This is such a bougie Westchester song, but I remember the first time I really got into them is when Wake Me Up, when September Ends was playing at the teen section in Nordstrom, like the music video was playing. And I was really in my emo phase. Fair. Like I really wanted to wear like my Hot Topic colored jeans. And I was like, oh, I relate to this. I'm going to put on a ton of eyeliner now. It, it, it's a jam. Uh, they They just always had the jams. And I think that 
in, in terms of this song, it's not necessary. It's just like, oh, I have all these things that I need to let out, but like they do it with like major chords, mm-hmm. and it's fun. I wanted to, so I kind of know the difference between major and minor chords. Um, but major I, generally sounds happier. Yeah, but yeah. if someone was just like playing it for me, I might be able to tell. But when it comes to some of these songs, I feel like maybe they're a mixture. Like, generally, I wanted yeah. to like do more research before <laughs> doing this, but then I was like, that's probably I yeah. can't like just study music theory a right before this. A lot of a lot of minor, a lot of popular songs are in minor chords, yeah. even if they sound happy. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Your next song is uh, Overcoats, I Don't Believe in Us. A Wesleyan band. Are they from Wesleyan? Yes. I okay. I actually, um, I did like some projects slash had some classes. Oh, nice. Some of them. Cool, yeah, they're cool. very, they're very nice. They're my friends. Nice. You went to Wesleyan. We should mention that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've already important. said that like three I times. Think you, I, I, I think you've mentioned college. I don't Anytime you, you have a conversation with someone from Wesleyan, it will come up. Yeah, well. This it's is like the more low-key version of Harvard. <laughs> but um, Overcoats, it's a, this is a, this is sort of, a, it reminded me of the Rilo Kiley song. Yeah. It's very similar, kind of sonically. Mm-hmm. Um, this yeah. was more electronic. Yeah. Than, yeah. Um, I really, I really like this one. And it's one of those songs that's a little more new in my rotation, but I think it perfectly fit this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of these have to do with relationships. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is sort of, a, this is like a, hey, we're, I, I don't think this is going to work out. Yeah. Let's I, th- I think the through line of this is that I appreciate communication and anyone who is interested in me in the future, I would like to be communicated to and I will communicate back. Hit her up. DM me <laughs> to DM Emily. Yeah. My, my social media is on private. So. Lame. Because I'm a mysterious Lame person. Us. I, I don't think anyone should ever have that, but that's, sorry. that's a different podcast. I'm not, tr- I'm not trying to be a public figure. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, this is the extent that I will be a public figure. <laughs> uh, let's go into my next song. Similar kind of theme, Into the Sunshine by Julia Noons. I've never heard of this, um, like this artist. You may have mentioned her, Julia, but I don't think so. Julia Noons got popular because she did like ukulele covers on YouTube. And like she's the okay. only person that I think is allowed to do ukulele covers. I hate anyone else that does. Oh, okay. Um, I, I can't comment on that because <laughs> I haven't really heard them, but um, okay. If any anyone that plays the ukulele deserves to be beheaded. That's... I, that's okay. <laughs> I don't play it, that, so... Yeah, I know. Good for me. Kind <laughs> 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 of a little hot in here. That and Red Hot Chili Peppers fans. Okay. But um, anyway, uh, this song, it's... Uh, it's kind of peppy, kind of upbeat, but it's also about like relationships ending. <laughs> what a theme! Good theme, and you know she's just sort of like, "Oh, this is terrible." Yay! Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like I just killed the mood by being like, "Oh, you played a that was a joke." No, no, I, I understand. It's a bit, Emily. No, <laughs> I, I know my bits. I know my bits. Her voice was interesting, though. Uh, I get a lot of people that like hate her voice, and like I wasn't the hugest fan, but I thought it was interesting. I. I guess I can kind of see where people come from. She just put out a new EP that, in my opinion, isn't that good. She has a, an album. Her most recent full length came out, I think, in 2015, and it's mm-hmm. called uh, Some Feelings, and it's really good. And I think that that's kind of has her exploring her voice best. But right here, she's just sort of like, you know, she's more full-voiced, but it doesn't necessarily fit in neatly somewhere. Yeah, but uh, she's done. Look up her YouTube stuff. She's cool. She's done like she's done like say anything songs, but also like in sync songs. So Ooh. I'm like, you know, everything. In sync was anything. my first concert. Oh, 
I'm pretty sure it damaged my hearing because all the people screaming and when I was like six years old. Didn't put earplugs in. No, blame I'm, my father. I'm all earplugs now. <laughs> if I if I ever see, I'm all earplugs. When, when I when I see people without earplugs, I'm like, ah, oh, you're not. Yeah. You're, you're gonna go deaf one day. Um, your next song, Marina and the Diamonds. I love Blur. her. I this song didn't do anything for me. Aww. I'll be totally honest. It, it didn't really strike me. Um, but go uh, t- tell me a little bit about um, it. So Marina and the Diamonds, I've loved her ever since her first album, The Family Jewels. And she's gone through such an evolution in terms of her her musical style and her look. It, it's always remained pretty poppy. I have to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of her latest album, Love and Fear. But for me, and I think a lot of girls who were on Tumblr around my same age, um, Electra Heart was very influential um and that was like her kind of version of a pop music satire and it was great and then she sort of took a break from that and did this album called fruit where which is what this is from. yeah this this is from that and i think a lot of the people who really loved electro heart were like they were anticipating the next album and we were we were a little afraid that she's going to go a little too far to the opposite or we weren't sure what was going to come next because Family Jewels was amazing as well. So this was sort of a blend of that, of those two albums. And this song I love especially because it, again, has to deal with relationships, <laughs> but it's sort of dealing with the end of it and how you regret the end of it. And it's like, just give me one more night, one last goodbye, and then I'll be good. And I, th- I feel like a lot of us can relate to that. And this could have been a very sad song, but it's it has like such a pep to it that I really like because yeah. it's also you're realizing finally like, oh, I made a mistake and I'm owning up to it. Yeah. So and that's not necessarily something to be sad about. Yeah. It's a it's a positive thing as growth. For yeah. growth as a person. Yeah. It's like, I fucked up. Yeah. I'm going to deal with it. I also think Marina and the Diamonds kind of, she's, she crosses over where she's a little bit alternative, but also poppy enough That's to sort of yeah. like, you know. That's where I am, yeah. like in uh, terms of my music taste. One of my old college roommates was like, like now all he listens to is like Ariana Grande. But yes. like grew up with like Lady Gaga. Uh, all I would hear when I lived with him was Lady Gaga. And like he also loved Marina and the Diamonds. I so. feel like we have very similar music <laughs> tastes. <laughs> um, I was surprised I didn't put an Ariana song on. To be honest, I I think that her sad song sounds sad and her happy. I song. think breathing would have been one that I put on. Maybe because that's dealing with anxiety. I can't hear it in my head right now, but well, you need to listen yeah. to it later. I, I will. I will. I know it. I've listened to it. It's on my yeah. playlist of songs from this year that I like. Unpopular opinion. I feel like Sweetener is better than Thank You Next as an yeah, album. Yeah, you're wrong. Um, I. I n- <laughs> Also deserves to be beheaded. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I really do like Thank You Next, but Sweetener is just one that I replayed over and over again. I, I feel that. Even Sweetener though there were some songs that I was like, I don't love this a lot, but then the, the ones that hit me, like, hit me. Sweetener is the album that trans- made Ariana transition from being, like, kind of like a whatever pop star, in my opinion, to a a real fucking pop star. I loved Dangerous where, like, Woman, though. That, well, so that's, like, That's my number one. one but... Yeah, but I think I don't think that she'd be at the level, like, 
I know she just did like five shows in New York, like in like yeah, I saw Madison her in Square LA. Garden, Barclays. But like, I feel like next year she could mm-hmm. just do like like MetLife and like mm-hmm. stadiums of that size. I instead. want her to take a break from touring. She for probably her, will for her health. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that's a whole other yeah topic. But uh, that kind of transitions nicely into mm-hmm. my another big pop star, Katy mm-hmm. Perry, uh, hot and cold. I actually saw her. Yeah, I saw her during her California Girls tour. Oh, okay. So yeah. like this is right after this uh, album. After this, which yeah. in my opinion, last Katy Perry album I really like. Yeah, I I did kind of like her recent song, but it just her didn't, most recent songs did. But I it like didn't it. hit as hard yeah. as the other ones. Change the room was bad, um, but I really like this song. But it is. It's dated. You can tell. It's, it's very dated. It a lot of her <laughs> songs are very dated. Well, yeah, especially like "I Kissed a Girl" hasn't really aged yeah. very well. Um, and uh, you're, you're so, so gay. gay really hasn't aged well. Um, but like I I do think that generally this is sort of it's it's it was such a big song, and I remember jamming mm-hmm. out to it in like middle school dances or like early ninth grade, and like now uh, like it is a song just sort of like. Hey, make up your mind and stop yeah. being so flip floppy. I know? forgot how unique her voice was. Yeah, and she has some slower songs. Shh. Her voice has gotten more bland. Yeah, in my opinion, as time's gone. On. I think also, she is someone who needs a lot of breath control on stage, considering her voice. And I think when she gets it right, it's it sounds amazing. Yeah. But as we have heard in like certain award shows, it, it's hard to get right yeah. from her. Um, but she has some great slower songs that I really love, and like Hackensack, which I think is an unplugged. I don't know song. that one. It's pretty good, and I think there were some other ones on this album. I think Thinking of You is either on this or California Girls. I think that's on California. I Girls. loved that song. I think with Katy Perry, especially like this era, uh, and it, it goes a little bit into California Girls, where um, I saw someone say about uh. Kelly Clarkson, like, Since You've Been Gone is a rock song. I love that song. It, But, like, it gets labeled as a pop song, where Katy Perry generally writes kind of rock songs. Mm-hmm. But, like, Circle the Drain. Artist. I don't know, Circle the Drain. Oh, you should listen to that. But a lot of her songs are kind of, like, it just kind of, like, regular rock songs, mm-hmm. and then, like, she's just a pop star. Mm-hmm. So Well, she's such a stage presence. Yeah. And, and she got her start on a warp tour. Well, before that, Christian, Christian, Christian but you know, music. a lot of Christian artists. But that was one of that was one of the best concerts that I've been to, actually, because I think for me, concerts, I really love seeing the stage presence and the theatrics. It's yeah. like obviously, I love the music, but I think the appeal for me of going to a concert is to see the show that they put on. Yeah. Um, and going back to Ariana Grande, it's like I absolutely love her and her music and listening to her albums. But when I saw her in concert. I felt like I was just listening to her albums, yeah, which is good in a sense where it's like, oh, her voice is that good, right? But she was just going through it, right? And she wasn't like sort of just talking to the audience and like putting a different spin on the songs or like really um, playing around with them, right? And with Katy Perry, she was really good at all of that, and she had great supporting acts as well. Like that's where I saw Marina for the first time. I'd already known her music for a bit, and that's why I was like, I need to go to this concert. Right. But she she was great at picking opening acts. But yeah, you need you need to do something 
that makes it more worth it to see you mm-hmm. rather than just listen to the record, which yeah. a lot of the artists that I've seen repeatedly do. Um, but like I, I went to a show recently for a band called Pew Pew Pew, who are awesome. I love them. It's a good name. One of my favorite records of the year. But you know, they just kind of played it straight, generally, mm-hmm. not really a whole lot of stage banter or anything. And it was good. It was a good time. But like, I was like, oh, I wish there was something more. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but having an artist that does that is important. Yes. Um, but that goes to your last song on your playlist. Who uh, I'm going to see live later oh, this year. <laughs> and I'm going to meet her. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> I got VIP tickets. How, they how much does that cost? I think they were like 100 which is oh, that's not cheap yeah. for VIP. For, yeah. And she's the indie pop songtress. It's Carly Rae Jepsen. Store. Yes. The song from the, the B-side of Emotion. Yes. Th- I automatically thought of this when you gave me well, you this. Well, na- when you sent me your playlist, yeah. you called it, I just want to go to the store. I'm just going to the I'm store. I'm just going to the store. Because it's the classic, like, oh, I'm just going to pick up some cigarettes. <laughs> well, yeah. It's <laughs> like it's like I'm going to go to the store and then never heard <laughs> from them again. Yeah. I, I saw a comic talk, uh, tell a joke where he was like, my dad went to the store. When's he coming? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, you know, that's a... It's a theme we all know. I thought it was so funny that she came up with a pop song with that. And I think the verses are a little bit, they're not necessarily sad. They sound a little, well, so when I first listened to this, I was sort of like, this isn't necessarily a sad song, but the chorus, this isn't necessarily a happy sounding song. Yeah. Uh, but then the chorus, the chorus, is, the chorus amps it up. Yeah, it's a, and Carly Rae Jepsen is uh probably the best pop star we have right now in my opinion um uh on the other episode that i've recorded so Mm -hmm. far of this i don't know which order i'm releasing these in uh but it was workout songs and we each put carly ray jepson songs on (laughs) because i was great i was wondering whether i was gonna put this or tonight i'm getting over you because that for me was my huge workout song during senior (laughs) alternative when we could like instead of having gym class we could just have someone sign off on us going to a gym and I was going through a lot of emotions that year <laughs> where I wanted to get over someone. And I would just be like crying on the treadmill to this <laughs> song. And I'd be at the gym with my mom and she would just be like, are you okay? <laughs> and then on the TV, there would be like all the, it would be like Fox News and all of these random things. And I'd just stare and I'd just be like, I'm going to get over this person. That's funny. I, yeah. I had a s- similar feeling when I was at the gym uh over the weekend i think on friday i went to spin class and like the the spin instructor put on born to run and Mm -hmm. by bruce springsteen and i was just like i'm gonna cry (laughs) that's fun that it's like a spinning class doing that but yeah it's a it's a good one yeah Uh, carly ray the fact that she's like able to release these b-sides and all of them are so good bangers yeah like she has so many songs yeah. that she could release. I need to listen to her first album because that I haven't oh, listened to. Kiss? Yeah, I haven't listened to that at all. I Bar think it's Call m- Me Maybe. Well, Kiss is her first major American release. She had um, another one that I'm blanking on the name on that not a lot of people listen to. Where right. it's fine, but it's not. Yeah. To the level, and Kiss is. I think it was so underrated at the time because everyone was like, "Oh, it's the Call Me Maybe girl." And then I just, I loved it so much. Bar like the. Call good Me Maybe. <laughs> well, I like Call Me Maybe. The song with uh, it has Owl the City. And yeah, I did not like the song with Owl City. Owl City isn't good. Yeah. I, I wrote about Owl, 
a new Owl City that came out around that time, and like it wasn't. It yeah. was bad. And I think there was like a Justin Bieber duet because they both were repped by Scooter oh, Braun. That's interesting. Scooter Braun, very timely. Um, but she has so many great songs on that, and they don't really get talked about. But then Emotion, obviously, Emotion everyone. is is a smash. Yeah. And, and now uh, Dedication mm-hmm. is also dedicated. Good. Dedicated, de- oh, you know what That's I mean. That's fine. <laughs> I have to say, I haven't been listening as much to Dedicated, but I think just so many good albums came out around that time. I, uh, I'm pretty dedicated to listening to a lot of stuff, and the You're only dedicated, t- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't listen to a lot of. I I don't get to go back and listen to new stuff as often as I'd like to, yeah. unless I'm writing about it. So if I, I think I on my plane, something. I'm gonna do like a whole listen through of it. I did it when I first listened to it, um, but I was like on my way to something. Yeah. With I was on like on my way to an event with Russell, who I mentioned previously. So we were just kind of like analyzing in the car, and I think that wasn't really the right yeah. environment. You need to just like sit and I, just I needed to be alone it. too. I I don't. I think like three albums I wanted to hear came out that day. So like I think I listened to that like mm-hmm. al- alongside two others, and I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember what they were, but yeah. Like listening to it while you're worried that you're not gonna get somewhere in time is, is not, not prime. Good. So but I love her. She's she's great. <laughs> and I'm really excited to see her. I I'll I'll look into when she I don't know when she's coming to New York, but mm-hmm. I know it's soonish. So I'm gonna look into tickets. Yeah, I that. think you should. Um they're relatively cheap. Yeah. She should have more fans. <laughs> She's playing the Hammerstein Ballroom, which isn't a small feat. It's a a big room in New York. Yeah, minus at the Wiltern, which is a good size. Yeah. Um, So my last song, last song of the podcast, is uh, Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Yes. Classic song that a lot, uh, pretty much everyone likes. It's been on the UK Top 50, I believe, like ever since it came out. Yeah. And this is a song that I think our generation really loves. It's our generation's Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know if I'd call it's it It's our that. generation's Stairway to Heaven. Sure. It's um, our generation's A Day in the Life. Sure. Uh, so for me, I <laughs> think people love it. One of the reasons is the music video was so iconic, and we sort of came... I don't remember the music video. Oh, I don't really? watch music videos a lot, to be totally honest. Oh, interesting. I, I do sometimes, but I really don't. Well, for me, when this came out, I was in middle school, and it was of the time where I would go to my friend's house after school, and we would just kind of turn on MTV and then, like, do stuff, like, in the basement. We would just, like, play games right. or whatever, like, playing the Pokemon, like, N64 thing. And there were just certain ones that we would really cling on to. And yeah. whenever the killers came up, it, They're it just their songs make you feel bigger than yourself. It's yeah. like the class, it's like they're the, the, the stadium rock. They're very them. anthemic, very, yeah. like, uh, you know, this isn't totally a fair comparison just because they get ragged on a lot, but it's very similar to, like, U2. Yeah. Where, like, it's these big songs that fill fill thousands of seats and, like, you know, it's just big. Yeah, but they're so weird in a great way. I like, Dancer... I don't know, dancer. Is that on Hot Fuss? Are we human or are we dancer? Is um. it's not on Hot Fuss. I I'm forgetting the name. It's a later. I think it's like the third or fourth album. And then Samstown is just such an odd. Samstown. Uh, Samstown to me is just like a great classic rock record. Yeah, I and love I it, but it's it was very odd for me. And even like Mr. Brightside and a lot of the songs 
like when I actually listened to them closely, I was like, this is really weird. Well, and I think it's their Vegas <laughs> mentality. Well, so I remember listening to Mr. Brightside a lot in like ninth grade when like my crush didn't like me back. And like I, I remember like seeing her like make out with like another guy. <laughs> And you were coming out of your cage. And I, I was like, oh, you know, she's touching his chest now. He ta- yeah. And I'm like, and like, I was in ninth grade. This wasn't going on yeah. <laughs> at all. <laughs> no one was sharing smoke. They were smoke. holding hands. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, it's one of those things that I'm just like, oh, this isn't a happy song. Yeah. It's, it's a song. It's I'm Mr. Brightside, but it's being said in spite of. It's like, you know, if like. You know, if I if Shannon dumped me tomorrow and I called you up and I'm like, well, you know, I'm Mr. Brightside, Emily. I think what would happen is we would like drive around yeah, and yeah. we would definitely end up screaming to this song. Yeah. I think the jealousy turning into the sea turning out to oh, I think the the price you pay that line I'm blanking on the actual thing, but but that's just the price you pay. Yeah, destiny Denise is calling, calling me. me. Open up the, these evil, evil eyes. eyes. I'm Mr. Brightside. Just that chorus, just I think a lot of what appeals to me to certain songs is, is just the buildup of yeah. things. Like the Kate Nash songs that we were talking about, like a lot of the songs that I mentioned. It's tension that's yeah. building. For me, it's like repetition with tension. And so like with this song, you it it's like this tiny seed that's growing yeah. and then and then you finally burst out and you feel like you're getting out all of this and emotion. you want to stand on the side of a mountain and scream yeah it. exactly and so many other people feel a similar way so you don't feel really weird when you do it to the song yeah because it's such a generational thing i it's it's probably the biggest song it's one of the biggest songs from that era that people still love it, and like yeah. you know it there was a meme on the internet that probably like a year ago where just like it was all posted everywhere that people were listening to Mr. Brightside. I think that was when people realized it was on the top 50 UK yeah. for so long. And with the song, like this is the one, one of the ones that I would put on my party playlist. Yeah. And most of my parties were like theater and film kids. Right. Um, but but we everyone were loves this song. Exactly. Um, and there are also people outside of those groups that I would invite because yeah. I like to think I had a slightly very good friends. <laughs> um, but everyone would scream once this came on. Yeah. This is like a song that still comes up at like emo nights too. Yeah. Even though it's not an emo song. Um, and it's just so it's 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 a classic, you know. Yeah. I I jokingly said it's Bohemian Rhapsody, but it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's not quite as complex as right, Bohemian but Rhapsody, which is the sort only reason why. Sort of. In the way that it's beloved in that yeah. way, I sort of think. Some people may say that I Got a Boy by a Girl's Generation is the Bohemian Rhapsody of our generation in terms of the complexity. I will have you look that up because it's crazy. That's seven songs in one. Okay. It's yeah. K-pop. <laughs> oh, well, you know. <laughs> She was just rolling his eyes at me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not real music. <laughs> well, the thing for me, the reason why I think I'm gravitating towards K-pop a lot nowadays is because production lately in pop has become more simplistic and minimal, which right. I do like to a certain extent. But I kind of grew up in the Mr. Brightside generation yeah. where the production had all of these different instruments. Yeah. And there was a lot going on. Yeah. And you couldn't necessarily pick them all out at once. Yeah. And I feel like nowadays when I listen to things, it's like I can hear each. Yeah. You hear each, each track. track. Yeah. Which is cool to think about. Like, Cranes in the Sky, I love that song. And you can do that right. with that song. 
But but when you hear things that are where you're like, I know everything about this, you're like, this yeah. And when it becomes really repetitive, yeah, and not in a great way, yeah. like Perfect Illusion by Lady Gaga is something that not I think a about. Great song. No, because it all sounds the same. Yeah. Like the verse blends into the chorus, which blends yeah. in. And I feel like for me, the appeal of stuff like K-pop is the complexity and yeah. how they are really trying to make something new with each song. Absolutely. Like random acapella breaks and just the showmanship that goes yeah. into everything. And that's why BTS is probably one of the best concerts I'll ever go to. Cool. Yeah. Good place to end. That's a good. That's a good <laughs> spot to end. Even though I did not put them on my playlist. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's get you. Do you have any? You don't have anything you want to promote. Do I you? do not. Okay. I would cool. be uh, probably violating my NDA. Um, follow me on Instagram at James P Crowley. Follow me on Twitter at James P Crowley sixty eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know when this is going up, but uh, if I have shows, I'll add a note. Okay. Uh, and find this playlist on Apple Music, on Spotify. They'll be linked down in the description. Let us know if you want us to record more Downtown Owl songs. Uh, let's not. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll jam out with you next time. And thank you for listening to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist.